Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. We have so very much that we are going to uh, deal with this afternoon. Can I? Can I just start by by looking up ninety five to DC and realizing fully, completely, I am tired. Remember yesterday, Todd Starnes was here, and what did Todd Starnes say? Man, I am tired of these folks. He's talking about all the politicians, right? All the folks. Yeah, I'm tired of them. Tired, I'm tired of it. And I thought he's the first guy in a national space who has actually said that. You, you and I have shared, you know, some consternation, have we not? I got to tell you something. I'm sick and tired of it. When I hear the nonsense about Kevin McCarthy, I think, what a colossal waste of time. What a complete and total and colossal waste of time. It doesn't get to be much more inside baseball than this. Now, you may be wondering, okay, what is going on? Why is this guy, Matt Gates? calling for Kevin McCarthy to vanish. Somebody says, he's calling for uh, Kevin McCarthy to to vacate Kevin McCarthy. He he can't actually vacate Kevin McCarthy. He's a real live human being. He could vacate the chair. That's what the motion is. But, But nonetheless, Matt Gates would like to be governor of the state of Florida. That's his next sort of trick. I don't think Matt Gates is a bad guy. But all of the time and energy that's going to go into this is going to remind people like me that the clown show just continues. That 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 all of this attention focused on this is taking away some things that I think are actually important. I had a meeting today. And I must confess, it was actually a very pleasant meeting. You know, sometimes you have those meetings, you go into these meetings, you go, oh my God, 
I got to pack a lunch. It's going to be forever. He's going to yell. She's going to yell. They're going to yell. It's all going to be yelling, blah, blah, blah. It's probably still going on nine hours after you leave. Today was not one of those days. Today was actually a very, very pleasant uh, chat and conversation and all that. I mean, it was good stuff. I was very happy with it. But as I'm driving back, I said, you know, I got to stop at the post office and I got to fill up the car with gas. Uh, I got out of the radio factory so late, I didn't get to do either one of those things. So I just came back here to go to work. But it occurred to me as I was driving, I got to fill up the car with gas. And I don't know about where you are, but up here in Hanover, uh, the gas is going up. And I think we're, we're now sitting again at about three fifty a gallon. Is it going to come down anytime soon? I mean, every time I hear one of these uh, chattering nabobs uh, from, from, from the Petroleum Association, the Anti-Petroleum Association, I don't know, whatever it is. You know, sometimes it's the AAA dude who's like, well, here are the official AAA talking points. Here's the anti-AAA talking points. All I know is that it's expensive. And I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. Now, huge part of it, in fact, damn near the whole thing is, is a result of this goofball that's in the White House. You know it, I know it. Killed off our petroleum industry day one. Day one, sat down, signed a couple of notes, boom. All of a sudden, we're back to being a beggar nation. It's awful, but it is what it is, right? So, I'm thinking i got to fill up the car with gas and... I gotta run by the post office. Now I do most stuff, I think like most people, in terms of bills and what have you, online, but I'm looking at the stuff I gotta mail. Yeah, they're all bills. And for whatever reason, this company, that company, the other company says, Yeah, we we we're we're not doing online stuff. And I don't understand that, but there are some that still do that, so it's fantastic. So it's like a um, it's like a mission into misery. I have to go and mail envelopes containing checks, which take money from me and give it to someone else. And I got to spend money to put fuel in the car so that I can drive to the post office so that I can mail checks to other people. And all I'm hearing about today, the, the, the top news story everywhere I turn is is Matt Gates is, is saying that Kevin McCarthy is a ter- terrible speaker of the House. He's got to go. Look, I'm not a Kevin McCarthy fan. I never have been. I remember Kevin McCarthy back when he was a California State Assemblyman, and I was on the air in California. I remember him. He is today what he's always been. And no offense to used car salesmen, but he was a used car salesman. That's what he did as a profession. And there are some very good news concepts. And you know what makes them distinctive? Is that they sort of push back against this caricature that's been created, this stereotype that has emerged of used car salesmen. So when you encounter someone selling a used car who's actually honest and upfront and tells you the truth, you go, wow, you're like in the wrong line of business. And then you go, well, no, maybe you're in exactly the right line of business. Maybe it's these other knuckleheads who are not in the right line of business. But there's nothing new about Kevin McCarthy. 
He is today exactly as he's always been. And anybody who thought he was going to be any different deluded themselves. But the same thing can be said of Matt Gates. I think Matt Gates is is an honest to goodness, rock solid conservative. I, I I would dare say I probably agree with Matt Gates on on issues far more than I would with other people. But he's also one dude out of four hundred and thirty five, and he's positioning himself for his next political adventure, which is running for governor of Florida. And so this is all a show. And Bob Good is now, last I checked, was on the floor telling us all what a, you know, a colossal crapshoot uh, Kevin McCarthy has been as the speaker, right? Just a, a complete and total crap show. Okay. I would go and get my surprised face, but I told you all this months ago, a year ago, whenever it was that it all came together. And I think it's a waste of time. I really do. If you are angry with Kevin McCarthy, because you're saying, well, you know, he cut a deal with Democrats to do this and this. What makes you think he's not going to cut another deal with Democrats at the end of all this to stay exactly where he is? He's a deal maker. That's what he does. That's what he's always done. And, and, And to me, again, just on a personal basis, what I'm thinking my ride today was a reminder of the bigger issues, how expensive stuff is, and how much it costs to take care of all the stuff that's really expensive. I have 17 days until my bank account is raided by both Stanford University and Ithaca College. On the 20th of this month, each of them will be extracting from me a huge amount of money. But I remind you what my promise was to the boys. I never said to them I would pay for college. In fact, I told them their entire lives I was not paying for college. I would pay, however, whatever it took, reasonably, for them not to have to get student loans. And there's a difference. They've each had, Harry, of course, throughout the, uh, the years, I mean, he's a senior now, but he's had to have employment. Joe is, is going to have an on-campus job. They will each apply for any and all grants that are available to them, any work study that's available to them. And I got their backs on the rest. That's my promise. And my promise, by the way, is only for undergraduates. You want to go to law school, you want to go to medical school, you want to get your master's, your Ph.D., have at it, boys. But 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 dad's clocking out. So that's my priority. I'm just telling you, it's one of those days I'm not banging my head against the wall, but I am thinking, God, how clueless can these guys be up there on Capitol Hill? Because I think most of us in the real world, you're kind of thinking what I'm thinking, and I'm thinking what you're thinking. How are we going to take care of this today? How are we going to take care of this tomorrow? Not who gets to have the biggest gavel in the, in the house. You know what I mean? Uh, a couple of things that we are going to talk about. Bambi is coming back. And, oh, God, are we really, really 
such a nation of wimps that we're we're all uh, apoplectic already about the remake of Bambi. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you the details. Just hang tough. So, listen, 4.35 this afternoon, our good buddy uh, Craig Peterson is going to be along. You know, he joins us every Tuesday afternoon. We talk a little bit about tech, and uh, there's there's more buzz about the S24, and I know Craig hates anything droidian, but what can I tell you? We're droid people here at Casa Cat, so I have to think about that S24. I, I don't know if I need it, but maybe Craig will uh, help me out. Our pal Dr. Siobhan Donovan is going to be joining us at uh, 535. Always look forward to chatting with her and catching up with what she's doing. Uh, I think she's doing great work, by the way. I really do. Helping uh, our governor, Glenn Youngkin, make Virginia the uh, best place to live, work, and raise a family. I think those are admirable goals, if you ask me. It is 315, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. You ever get that sense watching stuff on Capitol Hill like, hmm, I don't know how they all get in that tiny, teeny little car, but, well, there they are. Yeah, there's some other stuff we've got to address. I want to tell you that this Friday, uh, Keith Culver's dropping by, which I'm looking forward to. Keith, as you uh, know, I hope. Uh, the acting president for uh, the Virginia Law Enforcement Foundation, and it's a group that uh, I just, I, I think the world of. They are doing their first ever first responder wellness fair. It's this coming Saturday. It's going to actually be at uh, 511 Tactical out there on West Broad Street in Glen Allen. And I, I, I think it's very, very, very important. In fact, I don't think that. I know how important it is. And uh, he'll be with us Friday at uh, 3.35. There we go. 3.35 is when Keith will be dropping by. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to uh, chatting with him. And hopefully we will have uh, a number of first responders in Central Virginia come out and say, okay, uh, I would like to, uh, I'd like to learn a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, LaFonza is the new senator, right? Uh, LaFonza Butler from California. I know yesterday we were uh, talking a little bit about this. It is so amazing to me to take a look at this and and you think, okay, so uh, she doesn't even live in the state of California, which said to me, man, I could have been eligible to be the new senator from California. Wouldn't that have been cool? Seriously, I could have taken care of that. But uh, I, I didn't meet the, uh, the very stringent requirements, which, well, actually, now that I think about it, there were only two that uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom passed along. One was to be female. One was to be black. And there's only one I can probably fudge on, probably, right? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not black. But given that nobody these days, certainly on the left, seems to know how you define a woman, think about it. Maybe, just maybe, I could have been the senator from California. Wow. Uh, Would it be difficult? I'll tell you what. uh, Give me real fast. I know we're working from yesterday's little... uh, little sheet here germ but uh, could you give me cut number two from yesterday we were trying to figure out uh just exactly how people were uh, defining men and women and uh, pbs uh, went all out 
DeSantis defended Florida's African-American studies curriculum, which claims that some enslaved people benefited from slavery. These are great black history scholars, so we need to stop playing these games. African-American history scholars dispute that, and so did Scott. There is not a redeeming quality in slavery. It's why I can say I have been discriminated against, but America is not a racist country. Fights over race and gender identity, now cornerstones of the modern GOP, came into play as well from former Vice President Mike Pence. And we're going to pass a federal ban on transgender chemical or surgical surgery anywhere in the country. We've got to protect our kids from this radical gender ideology agenda. Gender-affirming care surgery for minors is rare, and Pence's position is opposed by every major medical association in the country which say such care for minors is effective and safe. Yeah, uh, except that's not true. Gosh, I, I, look, it would be nice if it really were this 110% agreement. from. It's not true. Mike Pence is giving voice to the very concerns that you and I have. Whether you like him, you don't like him, you'd vote for him, you wouldn't vote for him, those are not the issues. Fact of the matter is, every single one of us who has a daughter is looking at the situation and saying, wait a minute. I want my daughter to be safe, right? Beginning, middle, and end of the entire story. I want my daughter to be safe. And I don't want her scholarship stolen. Now, Julia's never going to compete for a scholarship. I got it. I got a slightly different uh, way of looking at things, I suppose. But if Julia were a typically developing young lady, 20 years old, and maybe, maybe maybe she was the world's best softball player in the girls' division. And she had worked hard her entire life, and now she was in line to get that scholarship. And then all of a sudden, some guy came in and said, oh, I'm really a girl. And he got her scholarship now. And that's all that Mike Pence is talking about. And PBS can spin it any way they want. They're good at that. They, they really are. The one thing they're good at is spin. Uh, but that's just not factual. All right, quick reminder, we've got uh, our buddy Craig Peterson dropping by just about an hour from now. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the latest in tech. Oh, and did anybody win last night the billion dollars? Uh, I'm here, which is proof positive to you. Uh, I did not win. It is 326 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Three thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Anybody remember the song by Give a Damn Is Broken? Great country tune. Um, Jerem, go looking for that because I'm I'm just feel I swear to you, like every day, like eh, I just don't care. Eh, I don't care. I mean, I care about certain things. I always well, you know, I'll give you the list. Give you the list. It, it goes along with how I define myself, right? We we've had this conversation. First, child of God. Second, husband. Third, father. Fourth, mm, loving dog owner, I guess. Responsible homeowner, uh, taxpayer. Fifth, I don't know. I don't even know how far down the list before I get to like political party, you know, affiliation. I know we don't register by parties, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I believe in what I believe, and I make no apologies for it, and I think my side is better than the other side, period, end of story. Now, having said that, i got to tell you, I think we are 
watching such a colossal waste of time with this whole Matt Gates versus Kevin McCarthy thing. There are real issues that need to be dealt with. I think what's happening to former President Trump is absolutely appalling. It's absolutely appalling. This is sort of nonsense, the sort of crap you see in, in, in Venezuela. And it's getting worse and worse and worse every single solitary day. Text here says, uh, hey, Jeff, no mention from your news hacks about Hunter Biden in federal court or Minnie Madoff in federal court today. Thank you, Jeff and the Gooch. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. Uh, my- right. Is that not what we're looking at right about now? The other thing that I, I don't want to say it concerns me because then I'm going to sound like I need to wrap uh, tinfoil around my head. And honestly, if we're all going to be involved in a conspiracy theory, as I have said for years, we're going to need way more tinfoil. But what is this deal with the phone testing tomorrow? Is it, is it the emergency system? Is it? I, I don't know. Heidi thought it was today, and then it didn't happen today, and she was like, well, what happened to it? I thought, you know what? I don't even know. I really don't. I don't even know. But it's tomorrow. I went and I looked it up. Okay. So I looked it up, and it's like, okay, every phone in America is going to ring at a certain time, which I get it. If you're under attack, maybe that's a good thing. But there is this part of me saying, man, we saw the worst of some of these hacks during COVID, and I don't know if I want that much connectivity, to tell you the truth. I, I, I don't want them answering for me. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you. I'm just trying to ignore you. I'm actively trying to ignore you as we speak. I don't know that I want the feds reaching out and touching my phone. I'm going to have to ask Craig Peterson about that because he might have a, uh, a better sense. Although, you know, he's an Apple guy. He's always been an Apple guy. He's all about Apple. And in fact, uh, my buddy uh, down in Chesterfield says, Jeff, I got to tell you something. I am with Craig on the Android. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Versus iPhone issue. Now, uh, this particular friend is a retired uh, police detective. He said that time cured me of ever wanting to own any Google products whatsoever. Wow. Yes, I know that the government can now crack into iPhones, but it's still very difficult to get, and the data is pretty limited uh, from what I understand with the programming. My issue is that Androids are very easy to get 100% of the data from and the craziness of how Google tracks you and everything you do. Okay, well, maybe I am going to need to be part of 
<laughs> the entire uh, operation here. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I, my wife will never, ever, ever go along with the iPhone. I mean, I'm just telling you. I will wind up sleeping out here in the plaque shack if I prevailed upon her to simply go to what she sees as the dark side, which is, which is Apple. But I don't want everybody being able to poke around. It, it bugs me. Uh, something else that bugs me, as you know, is MSNBC. Look, I, 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 I know, I know. I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. It, it, really, it's okay. You're welcome. The latest piece of MSNBC that just got me, honest to goodness, ready to slam my head against the wall is that Joy Reid. I, I don't know where she came from. I don't know what her claim to fame is. Uh, except that she is, she's angry all the time at everybody who's a conservative, everybody who's a Republican, hates Trump with a passion. But she's sort of forced now to defend her folks, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Schmuck Schumer, all those left-wing Democrats. And I don't think she does a very good job. So uh, let me give you an example of what I subjected myself to. And in the interest of full disclosure, this this goes on. It's it's 30 minutes of this at a time with her. And you don't have to subject yourself to it because I do it on your behalf. Cut number five. Comer abandoned an investigation opened by Democrats into Trump improperly profiting off the presidency. He also killed a separate inquiry into the business dealings of Jared Kushner with the Saudis because they don't they don't care about actually corruption. They only care about hurting Joe Biden politically ahead of the next election. Because as Simon Rosenberg pointed out on this program last night, they clearly don't think that they can beat him without making him as dirty as Trump. But here's the problem. They're not starting from scratch with some unknown politician. They're starting with Joe Biden. You know, Joey from Scranton who likes ice cream Corvettes, Ray-Bans, and his family. Biden has been around for decades. His brand ain't new. And that's precisely why Barack Obama picked him as his vice president. He's the 29-year-old who was sworn in as a senator in a hospital next to his two young sons after their mother and sister were killed in a tragic car accident. A major, major news story at the time. He's the guy who chaired the Senate Judiciary Committee confirmation hearing of Clarence Thomas. That's in the 90s, by the way. He's the guy who pressured Republicans back in 1993 to help pass an assault weapons ban. He's the guy who, back in 2007, destroyed Rudy Giuliani's presidential ambitions by saying, quote, there's only three things Rudy mentions in a sentence, a noun, a verb, and 9-11. He's the guy who helped President Obama pass one of the most important pieces of healthcare legislation in American history and then whispered goofily into an open microphone, this is a BFD, but he didn't use the initials. Joe Biden has lived practically his entire adult life in the public eye. This impeachment inquiry is Republicans trying to rewrite history because they don't like the current reality. They're trying to gaslight you into believing a guy who was once mocked for being one of the poorest guys in the Senate, hatched some sort of nefarious decades-long campaign to fatten the Biden family coffers without a single journalist noticing. I mean, how could we have missed it? What they are trying to do <laughs> with a not too small amount of help from Fox and some members of the mainstream media too who ran this same playbook with Hillary Clinton and her emails is to get you to somehow forget who Joe Biden is and replace that reality in your minds with the MAGA fan fiction that he is a master criminal, just like Donald Trump, minus the gold toilet. I'm sorry. Wait, did I? I think I dozed off there. Is she still talking? She is still talking. Anyway, uh, I, I just, I just want you to understand something. 
Mr. Biden is dirty and always has. He's always been dirty. God, the whole idea that, he, well, he used to be the poorest member of Congress. Right, but now he's not. And the whole question is, how did you go from being, at least in theory, and allegedly the poorest member of Congress to now a, a multimillionaire? That's the question. And you don't have to hate him. I, I mean, I think he's easy to hate, but you don't have to hate him. How'd you go from A to B? How'd you go from zero dollars to millions and millions and millions of dollars? That's the question. Well, you got a second job. You know, he was uh, stocking shelves at Food Lion while he was the vice president of the United States. I don't think so. Do you remember the insanity? Because as Joy Reid mentions, uh, his hearings, I use the term very loosely, when it came to Clarence Thomas. I think we probably still got the, the cut somewhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send Jeremy out on a mission here. Jeremy, if you can find uh, that cut from 1,000 years ago back in the 90s, uh, I want everybody to remember it because, because Clarence Thomas weighed in on that. And you know what Supreme Court Justice Thomas, he said, he said Biden's a fool. He said he has no idea what he's talking about. Biden had this whole thing, you know, and I know, and I know that you know, and we all know, but they don't know because they're not as smart as we are. And, and, and Clarence Thomas just blew him the heck right out of the water. So, please, I, I, I get that, that we're all about spins now. Everybody wants to spin. Everybody wants to spin. But here's the reality. You have a former president of the United States who right now is being dragged through the mud and subjected to absolutely insane prosecutions, persecutions, whatever it is that you want to say. And at the same time, you've got folks in D.C. who I think anyway, since at least in theory they're on my team, they should, they should be paying attention to things that are considerably more important than who it is that's sitting in the uh, the speaker's chair. And I'm not trying to minimize that, and I'm not a civics professor or a uh, history teacher. I get, I get the importance of it and all that. But if I'm passing Wawa, and I'm once again on the gasoline price uptick lookout, that's my concern. Look, our food bill has gone down since the boys have moved out, which is great. Except now we're making up for that with uh, some of the help with college tuitions. All right, in just a moment, uh, Jeremy, who I have mentioned many, many times, the uh, the executive producer of this here little show. I have promoted Pixie, by the way. She's now the chief executive officer of Jeff Katz Enterprises. But uh, Jeremy is the executive producer of this here little show. Does a great job, and we're, we're certainly happy to have him. Uh, he has found the snippet from Clarence Thomas and Joe Biden. I'm going to share that with you in just, uh, I'm going to say about three minutes. Oh, you know what else I got to do? Almost forgot here. Tickets for Bob Dylan. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. November the 27th, Bob Dylan is coming to town. He's going to be at the Altria Theater. And um, why don't we say in the 4 o'clock hour? i got to do some math, which is always difficult. So sometime in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll give you a chance to win those Bob Dylan tickets. Stay close. 345, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Go ahead and water the lawn. I give a damn. Telling you, I want to care. Well, you know, that actually, it's not true. I care about a lot of stuff. I care about family. 
I care about friends. I care about friends that I've demoted to family. Like, I got a whole slew of people. I think about, yeah, you know what? Last night, if I would have won a billion dollars, and yes, I would have taken the one-time cash lump sum. Well, you know, Jeff, you won a billion dollars, and all you got was $700 million, and after you pay taxes, like, oh, please, sit down and shut up, will you? You're going you're gonna to bust my dreams open because I want to win a billion dollars. But no, I got a whole list of people I would help. Right? Don't you? Yep. I'm going out. I'm buying. Uh, I'm going. I'm going with mink line jockey shorts. Well, maybe, but 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 first, I got to help some people. That's the way I look at this. But the rest of this, honest to God, if you are going to sit and tell me that this uh, McCarthy Gates Gates McCarthy nonsense is anything but a clown show, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, honest to God, there's so much that we could be working on, and we should be working on, and we should be addressing. And instead, we're doing that. Anyway, I mentioned uh, after uh, subjecting you to two minutes and 21 seconds, I know it felt longer, but two minutes and 21 seconds of Joy Reid from MSNBC, I just thought you should be reminded of exactly who Joe Biden is, the terrible treatment that he visited upon now Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, and Clarence Thomas said, hey, uh, guess what? Let me tell you what's really going on. Uh, Jerm, go ahead and play that. We know exactly what's going on here. And to pretend that it's for some other reason, stop. Do I have like stupid written on my back, the back of my shirt? I mean, come on, we know what this is all about. This isn't about what they say it's about. So people should just tell the truth. This is the wrong black guy. He has to be destroyed, just say it. Then now at least we're honest with each other. He knew he was going into the trial of his life with the Senate uh, run by the Democrats. The hearing will come to order. We knew it was in the lion's den. Good morning, Judge. Welcome to the blinding lights. Finding out what you mean when you say that you would apply the natural law philosophy to the Constitution is, in my view, the single most important task of this committee. Senator Biden was very focused on natural law. How did that go? Who knows? I, I have no idea what he was talking about. I just want to make sure we all know what we're talking about here. That You and I know at least what we're talking about here. There's a fervent and aggressive school of thought that wishes to see natural law further inform the Constitution than it does now. Argued against by the positivist led by Judge Bork. Now, again, that may be lost on all the people. You know and I know what we're talking about. I have to be perfectly honest with you. I, you sit there and you have no idea what they are talking about. All I know is that he was asking me these questions about natural law. Someone may apply it in a way, like Moore, who leads him in a direction that is, quote, liberal. You may apply it in a way that leads you in a direction that's conservative. Or you may, like many argue, not apply it at all. But it is a fundamental question that is going to be almost impossible for non-lawyers to grasp in an exchange. But you know and I know it is a big, big deal. And in conclusion... One of the things you do in hearing is you have to sit there and look attentively at people you know have no idea what they're talking about. 
You thought it was bad at your staff meetings, right? Okay, yes, yes, yes. I know the uh, the Wilson account is behind, but we'll be okay. Think about that. All right, 4 o'clock hour. I've got tickets for you to uh, head on over and see Bob Dylan at the Altria Theater tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Please make sure you're listening to my buddy John Reed. Always a tremendous job with John. It is 357. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Five Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA, Tuesday afternoon. I want to let you know Alex Marlowe, the editor in chief of Breitbart, is going to be with us soon. We're getting the details worked out. Now, Alex, of course, has been on the program a number of times before. Good, good guy. I like him a lot. I think he's done some tremendous work over at uh, Breitbart. And he's got uh, actually a brand new book out, which I'm looking forward to seeing. I I will be completely and totally honest with you, as I try to be. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but as soon as I get it, I will uh, peruse it, and uh, he'll be on with us. Okay, so it's going to be next week. Fantastic. All right, so Alex Marlowe, uh, editor-in-chief over at Breitbart, is going to be with us next week week coming up half hour from now our pal craig peterson is going to be here craig is uh, all about tech and staying safe online and uh, in this day and age especially it's vital information it just is there's, there's no way around that uh, we'll hopefully get some happy news for it. it just seems like every time i bring him on and i love craig because he's brilliant uh, it's like all right here's another way that all the bad people can get your information and finally, like you know what i'm just going to go back to uh, a piece of slate and a rock because I'm and then they're like, nah, they, they got things to scan your slate. And uh, Dr. Siobhan Donovan's going to be along at uh, 535. She's my state senator, by the way, for a period of time. Anyways, you know, they redistricted everything and we in Hanover are no longer in her district. But that's OK. I mean, we're going to have state senator John McGuire and I'm looking forward to uh, to John as well. Great stuff from him. Okay, a couple of things that uh, we have to uh, deal with, not the least of which is, mm, I'm going to say right around 420, I'm going to give you the chance to win a pair of tickets for Bob Dylan. And you can read into the timing on that 420 pair of tickets, however you want it, but that's just the way I decided. So right around 420, about 15 minutes from now, I'll give you a chance to pick up a pair of tickets to go and see Bob Dylan. He is going to be at the uh, Altria Theater. It is November the 27th, all right? Simple as that. Some common sense has come about from the, the world's international fishing competitions and if you're like me you're thinking who knew there were international fishing competitions well there are and guess what the president of the international sport fishing confederation has said if you are a guy you cannot compete as a woman period end of story and they're moving on and i thought well there you go Part of it may be that the president of the International Sport Fishing Confederation is apparently a professor. I wonder if he's a professor of biology. Maybe that's what made it maybe it made it so easy for him. Wow. He says, 
as I promised in my previous letter, yada, 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 blah, 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 in line with the recent debates, wondering around the question whether it is fair to let transgender uh, folks participate in female competitions, we have finally concluded that this eventuality is absolutely discriminatory, especially in those disciplines where the physical strength can make a difference. God, it's just common sense. You're a guy. Now, I swear to you, as sure as I'm sitting here, if you want to dress up and be called by a different name, you have at it. Please have a long, happy, healthy life. Really, go live your life. Be happy. But I'm not going to go along with your fantasy. That's all. It doesn't mean I hate you. In fact, I don't know how to break it to you. I don't even think about you. That's a terrible thing to say, right? But it's the truth. I, I, I don't care about you. Except as a, a fellow, you know, child of God, a human being. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. But you're not on my list of, oh my gosh, we got to look out for this, or oh my gosh, we got to look out for that. You're a person I may or may not deal with. And as a fellow human being, I want you to be happy and, and safe and secure and all the rest of it. But I'm not going to go along with your particular decision. I'm not going to tell you that you're you're nuts, you're crazy, you're a bad person. I'm just going to tell you I can't be part of that. Because I understand the differences between men and women. And in a thousand years, when you, the guy who says, well, you know, I'm really a man. I mean, I'm really a woman. I, I mean, I'm no, no I, okay, I'm a woman. Yeah, I am woman. Hear me roar, right? So that's what you're going with. Fair enough. But in a thousand years, when people... I hope are still around <laughs> and they're digging us all up going, huh, wonder what they were up to. They will be able to tell whether you are in fact a male or a female because the makeup's going to be gone. Your dress is going to be, it's all going to be different, but certain things will still remain the same. And that's going to be apparent to anybody who's in the uh, arena of archeology span in a thousand years when they dig your body up, if they dig your body up. So the president of the International Sport Fishing Confederation says, listen, men are stronger than women. That's all states of this fact. That's all. We know this. Are there exceptions? Of course there are exceptions. There's going to be the weak dude over there. There's going to be a really strong gal over there. Okay. But the norm is men are stronger than women. Physical upper body strength. It's why a Riley Gaines champion swimmer said, it's not fair to have guys swimming against girls. Does that seem outrageous? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, uh, therefore, uh, this particular uh, guy, I guess, he, well, you know what? I don't know if he's a guy. The professor. They just referred him as the professor. What is his name? Uh, Ugo Claudio. Okay, yes. Yeah, so he is a professor. I mean, he's a male. Now, you know that because in certain languages, French, Italian, Spanish, uh, you have to have a gender associated with words. Think about that for a second, but I digress. So this guy says, in conclusion in this letter, uh, in case of doubt on the sex of the competitor, the birth certification of the participant will be required at the registration. Only for those disciplines where a higher physical strength can help. And then he lists all of the fishing competitions where having a stronger upper body strength presence would help you. 
I'm, I'm not that into fishing. I like fishing. And in fact, the last time I went fishing, you know the last time I went fishing? Billy Kane and uh, one of his uh, grandsons took me out. Beautiful little boat. And uh, it was actually his grandson son who was teaching me how to cast. And, and I didn't cast anywhere near as, uh, as well as Billy's uh, grandson. But anyway, I, I like it. Very enjoyable. Very relaxing. Now, I suppose if you're on the open sea and you're dealing with the uh, sailfish and all these other gigantic fish, you got to be really strong to do that. And a guy is going to have a serious advantage with upper body strength being greater than the female. And that's exactly what this guy says, period. And now they're moving on with their lives. And everybody, I think, should be happy. Except, of course, right. The activists. The activists have already decided, well, this is just hateful, this is terrible, and so they've launched a, uh, a new petition. I'm not sure how you fight back with the petition, but that's what they've done. Oh, have we become such wimps in the United States of America that we can't actually have the Bambi story anymore? You know the Bambi, right? All right, I'm going to give you the details in a second because Disney is about ready to remake Bambi and they're going to remake it in a way that many of us will not recognize. Oh, and there's a big lawsuit against Disney. Well, not that big. $50,000 because, I don't know if it's a, a medical term or not, but a super wedgie, an atomic wedgie visited upon one of their visitors. I'll give you details on that in a couple of moments. And what else am I going to do? Uh, yeah, tickets for Bob Dylan. In fact fact jeremy will make it even easier for you jeremy pull some bob dylan music i don't care just grab something and uh make sure that i come back to that so that i don't forget that at 420 we're giving away those tickets for bob dylan at the altria theater it is 414 jeff katz news radio wrva how many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man Good question, and I'm sure that uh, Bob Dylan will answer that question. November the 27th at the Altria Theater. Yes, it is 420. <clears throat> you do whatever that means for you. For me, it means I'm giving away some tickets to go and see Bob Dylan at the Altria Theater. Again, it's November the 22nd, uh, 27th, rather, that he'll be appearing. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it easy on Jeremy. He's been a very, very busy uh, fellow today, lots of hard work. Um, you know, we try and do stuff around the uh, radio station frequencies. So there's a part of me that says, mm, we'll take caller number 1,140. And then there's a part of me that says, please, don't be such a jerk, Jeff. So uh, caller number 11, that worked for you? How about caller number 11 at uh, 833-804-1140? 833 Caller number 11, you will pick up a pair of tickets for Bob Dylan at the Altria Theater. Again, that uh, concert is going to be in November. 833-804-1140, caller number 11. Uh, Jeff, that idiot on The View uh, made a comment about why Barack Obama chose Joe Biden as vice president. Obama wanted someone with a lower IQ. Well, you know, this is the funny thing about this. It's not funny because you and I are dealing with uh, this guy in the Oval Office. I get it, but... You know, the funny thing is, if you look at it, those on the left have always known that Joe Biden's just a, a, a doofus, right? Not a smart guy, uh, a, 
a guy who's always available to the highest bidder. He's he's a dirty dude. He always has been, but they're able to control him. That's that's the whole point of this. If you take a look at who's actually pulling the strings on our presidential meat puppet, who is it? It's the Barack Obama team. They're still there. Barack Obama, the first president in modern history not to leave Washington, D.C. Every other president, whether it's four years or eight years, says, thanks, I'm out of here. I'm going to play golf. Uh, I'm just, I'm done. And it's not just the selfish part of them saying, oh, I'm done. It's the fact that somebody else is now in that office. And they're going to turn it over to them, for good or ill, I suppose. And that's what statesmen do. That's what classy people do. But I don't think Barack Obama's ever been accused of being a classy guy or a statesman. And with with Biden in the Oval Office, man, he's got his third term there. He really does. Uh, Michael says, hey, Jeff, I wish the Republicans in Washington would follow the example of Governor Yunkin, who is successfully, in a positive way, making the Commonwealth a great place to work and live and thus do the same for America. They should stop the self-destruction. I totally agree with you on that. I think Glenn Yunkin's the real deal. And there are some people say, you know, we just don't hear enough from him. He should be out front just crowing about all of his successes. I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. I had this conversation the other day. And I said, I I get emails from the governor's office every day with information about his schedule and, and what he's done to bring businesses to the Commonwealth, what he's done to improve life in the Commonwealth, what he's doing to make the Commonwealth a better place, a stronger place, and all the rest of it. Now, maybe he's not being well-served. I don't know. Maybe you're not hearing about these successes. I am, and I'm impressed with them. And every time that I am someplace where Governor Yunkin is, i got to tell you something. This is a happy guy. He's a brilliant guy, and he's a positive guy. He's a positive guy, even as he's talking about the challenges of, you know, having these uber leftists in in charge of the state Senate. He's still positive. His view of our Commonwealth is heartfelt. He does want to make it the best place to live, work, and raise a family. Those are not platitudes. That's his real, honest conviction. And so I'm I'm always happy when I am around the governor. And I've been very fortunate. There have been a couple of events that I have been invited to participate in at the executive mansion. Uh, his his wife is an absolute delight. I gotta tell you that the first lady is is just amazing. Uh, but the governor, I think, is a is a rock solid guy, and then that's why I'm I'm always inspired when I uh, hear him, or, or even you get you catch a uh, a glimpse of him somewhere. He's he's got a smile on his face, even if he's working hard. Anyway, coming up at uh, four thirty five, my buddy Craig Peterson. Yeah, we got to take a a look at what is going on online and some of the steps that you and I might want to take to protect ourselves. What the latest scam is? It's always uh, an enlightening experience with Craig. Another enlightening experience happens every morning at 6 a.m. First, you get great news with my buddy Gary Hess, and then John Reed just blowing it right out of the water. Always a great show with John. That starts tomorrow at 6 a.m. It is 427 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 
436, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Great reporting from uh, Sierra Crew over at uh, 8 News. And, you know, I, I am uh, rather partial to the team at uh, ABC 8. I just uh, I think my buddy Shane Moreland has put together an award-winning team. But, you know, it raises a question. Why does the state get to tell HCA or Ball Secor or anybody else, no, you can't build a hospital? I mean, you, you don't get to tell me, oh, I can't build, uh, I don't know, a burger joint, can I? I mean, there's a process you go through, but why do they get final approval on whether you can or cannot uh, build a hospital? $240 million hospital up here in Hanover County. Uh, I, I, I would be along with that. I don't think it's a problem. Anyway, listen, uh, you know that in addition to this here uh, little show, of course, I've been speaking professionally for years and coaching and helping the rest of us. I got you know, a little business stuff that I do, and I'm, I'm reading today my friend Craig Peterson, who is is brilliant and uh, insightful and just wanted me to know that everything I'm doing in my small business also is a problem, uh, which is why we love chatting with Craig on a regular basis. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, good afternoon. Okay, now, my friend, uh, I'm seeing images of the S24. I don't know if they're real or not, and I know you said I got to go Apple and I can't go Apple, so I don't know, I'm looking at that, but... More importantly, I'm reading your newsletter, which everybody should sign up for, by the way. You go to craigpeterson.com. But you have this whole piece, and I really did enjoy it, protecting the underdogs about uh, small businesses and sort of the cyber assaults on them. And we got a lot of small business owners that are part of this program, Craig. It is such a very big deal. And I think a lot of people are just discouraged. Jeff, because it's mm-hmm. it's like you and the iPhone, right? It's it's yes. discouraging to think of of the mountain that you might have to climb in order to switch from that Android, right? Yeah. And the same thing's true when it comes to small businesses and the cybersecurity side of things, right. because it, you click through that article to, of course, um, you know what I wrote here. Click through that email, and. There's things to consider with your network and your point of sale systems and customer relationship management, VPNs. The list kind of goes on and on. And and I tried to give a bit of a checklist that business owners can sit and kind of go through. Obviously, most of these things also apply to home users. Obviously, they don't have a point of sale system at home. Maybe they do. I don't know. But um it, it there's a lot of good tips in here, but again, it's getting worse and worse. I'm getting more and more spam phishing emails. I'm getting somewhere around 50 a day that make it through some of those initial filters. And then another almost thousand emails a day that I'm getting. So I've, I, I should actually do a thing on that, a, a newsletter on that one, yeah. because it's just, so overwhelming how do you get control of that all right now we've only got a few moments but tell us how do we get control of that <laughs> well the, the the bottom line the basics are just guys make sure you're updating your systems they, there's so many that just aren't updated and your samsung that you've been eyeing is a good by you're you're reasonably safe for at least five years okay. uh, when you're talking about your network at the house or at your small business there is a firewall but just like cars they're not all created equally you can drive a yugo or you can have a nice brand new truck 
right? <laughs> there is a big difference between those two cars. Um, and, you know, nothing against the Yugo, but they're terrible. So I guess there's something against them. Wait a minute, Greg. But, Everything against the Yugo. They might as well have had square tires. They weren't going anywhere. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's what you're getting when you get a firewall from your internet provider, usually your cable company. So take a few minutes, have a look online, and see if you can find something that's better. Because guess what, Jeff? Almost anything is better than the firewall that comes in your internet router, particularly if you're a small business. So look for some of these routers that are out there right now that are automatically updated and upgraded and there's a few of them i swear i'm gonna do a newsletter on this one too right here's some choices Uh, you can get them at amazon and other places you don't have to go full cisco like we do with our big clients the stuff you can do for your small business and man it's so important because i know people personally that have had their operating accounts completely emptied and we've talked a little bit about it before But then you can't make payroll. You can't pay your vendors, right? right. So right. I, I promise I'm going to do this as well, Jeff. I think it's important. Okay. Well, that's one of the questions that we always get, and I, I always have. So uh, you want to take these steps. You want to protect yourself. But for somebody like me, again, I try and use myself as the example, uh, Craig, because I'm not a Luddite, but I'm not, I'm not a techie. So somewhere in the middle... Uh, I, I, I need to protect myself. Like I said, small business. I want to protect that as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't need the, uh, you know, the, the operating uh, uh, details. I just need to know the name of the product and how much it costs at right. Amazon, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm going to do some research on that. I okay. know some good products, but I haven't done any research on this in the last few months. Okay. Uh, but I promise I will do that, Jeff. And we'll, okay. we'll give you some links that you can use. I might even use an affiliate link, so I make 50 whole cents off of it. Sweet. But, <laughs> but yeah, sweet, eh? But yeah. It, it's, I, I think that's so important. That's one of the most important things that you can do. And the other big thing, and Karen, my wife, and I have been working on this for a little while, is to turn off things that are not needed. Okay. So firewalls, for instance, uh, applications running on your Windows computer, apps that are sitting on your smartphones, delete them if you don't need them, because they're just another potential attack vector against you. So if you don't need it, if you're not using it, delete it, get rid of that thing, because it can have a big security hole. And here's part of the problem. Sometimes these guys write some great software, you get it, you're running with it, and unbeknownst to you, that software got sold to the Russians. I'm serious. It happened. No. And then, and then, yeah, so the guy said, cash out. Oh, wow. You know, I've got myself $100,000 or whatever it is yep. for my little app, uh, my plug-in on Google Chrome or whatever it is. Yep. And now, all of a sudden, th- those guys changed the software into spyware or worse. Oh so gosh. get rid of those things. Get rid of the extra menu bars that you have because those are really sucking up your private information. Well, fare thee well, Mr. Speaker. No, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Former Kevin McCarthy just got voted out of the speakership. 
This is apparently the first time in American history. Well, congratulations to Kevin McCarthy. He always wanted to be in the history books, right? And now he will be in the history books. The first time ever that a Speaker of the House was voted out. So here's the weird thing, though. You remember what Matt Gates, he's the congressman from Florida, was saying? That Kevin McCarthy had cut this deal with Democrats? And, and that's the only reason things were going on, and that's why Matt Gates was standing up and saying, hey, we want to kick him out. Well, who voted to expel, uh, not expel, but who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy? Matt Gates, a handful of Republicans, and the Democrats. So I don't know what the windup is going to be, but I got to say this, and I know, I know there are going to be so many they just get upset with it. I think this is such a distraction. Look, I never liked Kevin McCarthy. I never trusted Kevin McCarthy. And you may want to go back, revisit what I said when he was emerging as the guy for speaker. What did I say? He is today what he has always been. And that is the worst example, the worst stereotype of the used car salesman. Now, I say the worst stereotype because actually uh, I've interacted with some good guys who happen to sell used vehicles, but they're, they're honest people. It's a little bit like mechanics, right? We're all in the search for the honest mechanic, and we all think, oh, my God, every mechanic is, is ripping us off and every service shop is ripping us off. And then you find someone. Look, I, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna mention my brother from another mother, Stan Andrewski and Certified Auto Repair. But that's why I always talked about him. For 11 years, I've talked about him. Why? Because when you find somebody honest, you want other people to know. So I found this with the uh, the car experience I just had. Right? We bought a new-to-us car. Not a brand-new car, but it's brand-new to us. And, and let me tell you, we're really thrilled. And I was very happy, very impressed with the folks who were, quote, used car salespeople over at Crown Acura on uh, West Broad Street. Jamel was the guy that I worked with, uh, Josh, uh, who else, uh, Matt, and uh, Kevin. Kevin was the guy in the uh, like the, the paperwork end of it. What a good, good dude. But anyway, Kevin McCarthy, however, has always been the worst stereotype of the worst used car salesman. So I don't know how or why anybody was shocked by what he did, how he did it. And I would say that I think he was kind of playing checkers while the Democrats were playing chess, right? Democrats didn't like Kevin McCarthy. But the Democrats knew, hey, listen, this guy is desperate to hold on to that gavel, right? Because that's been his mission. He knew he wasn't going to be president, knew he wasn't going to be that, but he could be Speaker of the House. So, man, he was going to do everything possible to, to keep the speakership. Why? Well, it comes with a little extra money, bigger staff, beautiful office. And you get that big, giant gavel. So it's pretty cool. And you go down in history as a Speaker of the House. So he cut whatever deals he cut with the Democrats. But take a look at the Democrats now. The Democrats were perfectly willing to step up and, and shiv him in the back. They didn't waste any time. Did Matt Gates get played as well? Right? Again, think about this. Matt Gates, couple of Republicans. I'm trying to track down the, uh, the full list now. Uh, and the Democrats. 
voted Kevin McCarthy out of office. Democrats signaled that uh, they would not be inclined to help Kevin McCarthy. They said that the other day. And the Democrats claim there's a civil war going on inside the Republican Party. Now, I don't agree with that at all. I think you got some really rock-solid people on the Democrat side who are saying, we'd like to do stuff, but we're terrified. And I think you got some rock-solid people on the Republican side saying, we'd like to do some stuff, but we're terrified. I don't think there's a civil war inside the Republican Party. I think there's a, a bit of a war, if you will, inside the whole House of Representatives up there. So it's interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about it in the uh, the 5 o'clock hour. So again, history being made by former Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. You heard me right. Former Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. He was just voted out as the Speaker of the House. Matt Gates, the uh, congressman, a congressman rather from Florida, who I should tell you, has been derided by a lot of national conservatives. They, they have said that uh, Gates was, was out of line. I think that Gates, Congressman Bob Good, my congressman from the 5th District, I, I do think that these guys are committed conservatives. But there's always, there's always some additional political machination going on for Matt Gates. I believe it's that he wants to be the governor of Florida at some point. And, and I, I, I think to do this in many ways says, okay, there's a fracture. If you, like I believe, that our nation is just being pooped upon on a regular basis because of what's going on in the White House, let me tell you, this doesn't help in any way. Okay, so now we've gotten rid of Kevin McCarthy. Now what? I, and I don't know the answer to that. We'll uh, reach out, obviously. We'll get Bob Good on, Congressman Bob Good, and see what the, uh, the next step is. Reach out to uh, Congressman Rob Whitman, see what the next step is. I, I guess you've got to elect a new Speaker of the House, right? Who's that going to be? Is it going to be Matt Gates? I don't think so. Uh, we'll talk about it in the 5 o'clock hour. And Dr. Siobhan Donovan's dropping by at 535. It is 457. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Kevin McCarthy, remember him? Uh, Here, the announcement, by the way, the announcement said, and I quote, The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Remember that whole motion to vacate the chair? Huh. I think we've got some of the yays and nays. Let's take a listen to that. On this vote, the yays are 216. The nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Wow. All right. But you know what? Uh, Stephanie Bice is a uh, member of Congress from Oklahoma. 
You know what she said? Quote, this is a distraction from what we should be focusing on, which is the appropriations process. This is all about Matt Gates. It's not about Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates is using the American people as pawns in his narcissistic game of charades. This is Republican talking about Republican. Now, do you remember Ronald Reagan, President Reagan? Do you remember what one of his commandments was? Because he, he had these commands, right? Thou shalt not speak ill of another Republican. Well, that has uh, absolutely positively gone by the wayside. But I don't know on a personal basis that this needs to be the priority. And I get it. You and I are going to have to talk about it because it just happened and it's huge. And Kevin McCarthy, now the first Speaker of the House of Representatives, ever voted out of office. So he has made history. I wonder if he even bothers uh, sticking around anymore. Could you stick around after that? Like, Have you got this big-time demotion You're the president of the company on Monday, and on Wednesday they say, hey, you know what, Uh, now you're you're a, a clerk at one of the retail stores. Do you stay, or do you go and look for something else? Could you deal with that? Could you deal with the embarrassment, the humiliation? Because, you know, that's all part of this. Kevin McCarthy is, as he always has been, a political animal. This was a guy who was always interested in accumulating as much political power as he possibly could. Now, I'm not saying he was destined to be a a despot or anything like that, but he was a player. And he was never known as a particularly reputable, honest sort of a guy. He was the guy who, eh, you could do this, you could do that, we'll get it done, blah, 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 blah. And so we all got what we knew was coming. But you know what else is coming? What else is coming is the the gradual collapse of the United States if we do not get our stuff together. What is also coming is this nonstop assault on the United States by the Chinese Communist Party. These These are all other things that are coming down the line. I... I, I, I don't know what happens next. And I don't know because it's never happened before. But I have to ask, if it's not Kevin McCarthy who is going to be the Speaker of the House, so who is going to be the Speaker of the House? The Republicans have a slim majority. Okay. Now what? Who becomes the speaker of that? It's not going to be Matt Gates. Is it going to be? Well, I don't know who it's going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be a Republican, right? How on earth could it not be a Republican when we have the majority? Well, is Kevin McCarthy going to stand up and vote in favor of another Republican to become Speaker of the House? I don't know. Maybe Kevin McCarthy says, that's it. Give me a bunch of boxes. I'm out of here, guys. I'm done. Leaving. I'm watching the uh, footage right now of him exiting the House of Representatives. And he's got a big smile on his face. But listen, it's the same phony smile we've always seen from Kevin McCarthy. 
And Kevin McCarthy, just a couple of days ago, remember when Matt Gates was talking about this, the congressman from Florida, what was he saying? What did McCarthy say? Bring it! Bring it! Well, he brought it, and you lost. I don't know. Is that a, is that a moment to say to you congratulations or condolences? And again, what happens next? My problem with all of this, and I say this as a loyal, faithful, conservative, a loyal, faithful Republican, is that sometimes it just seems like we take our eye off the ball. And we get distracted by this, we get distracted by that. We're like a squirrel. Oh, look, there's something shiny over there. I get it. Kevin McCarthy was... He was a shady dude. He's always been a shady guy. But you guys voted him in in the first place. Why not get through the current electoral process? Again, I come back here to our our beloved Commonwealth. We are right in the midst of an election here in Virginia. You know that and I know that. Does this impact the Republicans who are running here in our Commonwealth? I don't know. I hope not. Because we have so much we've got to deal with here. We had a period where the leftists controlled everything. Governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, house of delegates, state senate. And they did terrible, terrible things. You know that. We saw it. And they're still advocating for terrible things. Who on earth does not want dealers in fentanyl? who have been responsible for the deaths of people, who on earth does not want those people prosecuted fully? I hate to tell you this, Virginia Democrats don't. Virginia Democrats are okay with what they're doing. I mean, it's awful. How about schools? I know about you, the the, the most important part of, quote, government to me uh, involves public safety and education. Those are the two things that are up close and personal, right? Every single day, if I'm driving, I see a school, I see a sheriff's vehicle. Visible reminders that we're in a lot of this together. Not all of it, but a lot of it. How do I make sure that the deputy sheriffs here in Hanover County have the best equipment and the best compensation? How do I make sure that the the teachers inside of Hanover County Public Schools have the best. Those are the things I'm concerned with. And I don't know if this this focus on the changing speakership in D.C. now distracts from some of these really important issues really close to home. We've never seen it before. We have never seen it before. So October the 3rd, 2023, you are a part of history. First time ever in the United States of America, the Speaker of the House of Representatives was voted out. So we're in a position now where, where, where everyone, everyone is just trying to figure out, well, what do we do next? You're going to have to elect a new Speaker, obviously. How's that going to work? If you had an overwhelming majority, maybe you could afford to play these sorts of... Uh, Activities engage in these sorts of activities, but it's such a slim majority that Republicans have in the House of Reps up in D.C. that I I just for the life of me don't understand why we're doing this.
I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't mind sharing with you that I just don't get it. But now we've got it. <laughs> now it's done. And Kevin McCarthy is no longer the Speaker of the House of Representatives. So uh, we'll, we'll see exactly where we go and uh, what uh, happens. Do you reach out to the Democrats? Do the Democrats get to elect the next Speaker of the House? Now you think about this. The Democrats took out Kevin McCarthy. The Democrats, whether you like them or not, consistently vote as a block. They get their marching orders and then they march. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's what they do. What if they said, hey, we want a rotating speakership? Because any, anything and everything is now on the table. Anything and everything is now on the table. We want to change the Speaker of the House of Representatives every 90 days. What happens if you don't actually have a Speaker of the House? What if they said, well, we're, we're going to, uh, we want to bring back a former Speaker of the House, right? You know Nancy Pelosi would be up for that. Would Republicans? No. What if the Republicans said, hey, how about if we choose somebody outside the House? Because, you know, to be the Speaker of the House of Representatives, you don't even actually have to be a member of Congress. What if they said, we're going to bring back Newt Gingrich? Would Democrats go along with that? I don't think so. But everything and anything is now on the table. And I don't think that that's necessarily a way to focus on some of the bigger issues. It is 515 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Me here at last on the ground, you in midair. Send in the clown. Yeah, we're going to need a replacement clown. Can we get a new Kenny, please? God! I mean, a Kevin. I mean, uh, uh, can we get a new speaker? We ha- Or do we have... I think we have to get a new speaker, don't we? You can't have the House of Representatives operating without a, a, a big boss. Eight Republicans? Am I reading that right? Eight Republicans voted with all the Democrats to uh, oust... Kevin McCarthy. And, oh, no, I'm sorry, 11 Republicans. 11 Republicans. And here's a weird thing. Interesting, but weird. The Republicans, who overwhelmingly were supporting Kevin McCarthy, took up every one of the microphones on the Republican side of the House of Representatives. Did you realize there were sides, like majority and minority? I, I, I Honest goodness, I didn't realize that. But anyway, those, those Republicans, the vast majority of Republicans, took up every available microphone on the Republican side. So Matt Gates had to do all of his speaking from the Democrat side. Again, it, it's all this style and symbolism, right? Style over substance. We have so many real freaking problems to deal with. And this is what is now going to be the story for the next, what, 24, 36, 48, 72 hours, the next week, the next month, God only knows. And you do realize, do you not, Mr. Gates and the rest of the folks who voted against McCarthy, and I'm speaking as somebody who's never been a Kevin McCarthy fan, that what you've done is to provide Democrats with all sorts of brand new talking points they didn't have before. And if you think for a second... You think for a second you're about to get some sort of 
fair and honest consideration and and coverage from the legacy news media, you're even crazier than I thought you were the other day. I don't know who wins in this, except Matt Gates. Let's be clear. Matt Gates positions himself for his next activity, which would apparently be a run for governor of Florida at some point, I suppose, you know, three years down the line, assuming that uh, Ron DeSantis is not elected president, which uh, the polls would indicate he's not going to be. But, you know, uh, I digress. I don't know how you win on this. We got a lot of issues closer to home, and that's what I'm hoping you and I are going to focus on a little bit. And I know I promised to tell you about the uh, the nation of wimps we've become as we uh, talk about Bambi, and, and I may just have to save that for tomorrow. But it, it's bizarre as Disney is remaking Bambi in a live action manner that they they are acknowledging that we become complete and total weaklings and. I promise I will have, before the conclusion of the program today, I will have a full report on the lawsuit against Disney for an atomic wedgie. Oh, I kid you not. I don't know how you phrase that in legalese, but that's what it was. There are issues closer to home. There are a lot of us who would like to see Governor Yunkin's vision of making Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family come to fruition. My friend, Dr. Siobhan Donovant, is one of those folks, and she's going to join us at 535. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., you'd better be listening to John Reed. Let me tell you, I think John is in D.C. as we speak. So if anybody's going to have his ear to the ground and know what's really going on, it's going to be John as he's up in D.C. Listen to him tomorrow at 6 a.m. 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 535, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Here we are. It is a Tuesday afternoon. Now, we are in the midst of voting in the Commonwealth. You know, we've got like 45 days of voting now. And we are obviously following what's going on in D.C. as well. Former Speaker of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Kevin McCarthy has now made history. He is the only Speaker of the House to ever be voted out i i I am sort of uh, taken aback i think we've got some huge issues that we need to focus on Uh, and i'm hoping against hope that this doesn't become uh, a giant distraction i happen to be one of those who happily lives in our beloved commonwealth i think the world of governor glenn youngkin who has said he wants to make virginia the best place to live work and raise a family and to do that he needs a team he needs the house of delegates he needs the state senate and and i'm just hopeful that uh, for the next uh, 40 some odd days uh, we focus on that as as closely as we can my friend dr siobhan donovan is one of the people who has been an absolute godsend to glenn youngkin in the state senate and i know she she wants to continue that hard work uh siobhan thank you for being here thank you so much for having me jeff i i I do enjoy getting things done, I can't deny, and Glenn Youngkin is a good partner in that. We don't agree on everything, but we agree on almost everything. And um, it's nice to be able to, you know, to, to really take practical experience from life and go up there and get things done. I'm so sorry to say I don't think my opponent has the um, will to run a campaign based on a discussion about those things. And I'm I'm so sorry for the constituents. We have now formally entered that part of the campaign that is just kind of despicable, where you're hearing him throw lies around left and right. I assure you, 
that everything I say about my uh, vote that my opponent took is completely accurate and represented in a very reasonable and accurate way. But some of the stuff I've seen flying, I want to reach out to your listeners and make sure that they know I, I know that people have a great truth meter. I know this from medicine and I know this from politics. So as you read some of these crazy things, it is, it is, um, it's sometimes staggering to see what they say, but trust your truth meter. And if you think it's something really crazy that I wouldn't do, I'm going to tell you, I think you're right. <laughs> well. Well, it, it, it is absolutely uh, become a, a bizarre sort of uh, a campaign. I know uh, Jeremy, who has had no trouble getting you to visit with us on the air. I know he's reaching out to uh, your opponent to get him on the air as well, because I'd, I'd love to talk about all of this. But, you know, you, you've made, I think, some pretty reasonable and, and upfront critiques of his past actions in the in the house and the rest of it and so when you're talking about you either did vote or you didn't vote a certain way i mean that that's all there in the record right it's pretty easy to find yeah it's in the record and i think i think when you use inflammatory language to misrepresent um you know a vote that i i my personal opinion is if you have merit um you know to have a discussion about complicated issues and, you know, add something to, uh, you know, really improving people's lives, that mm -hmm. that's what you do. Yeah. But, you know, I think some of the hard votes that I um, that I am happy to hold him accountable for things he should not have done was voting to vote against felony homicide for people who die as a result of fentanyl being embedded in a substance that is sold to them. The dealer should be able to be held accountable for felony murder, and he voted against that bill. And I'm going to tell you, one five Virginians die every single day from fentanyl poisoning. This is a serious issue. That's a serious vote. Uh, he voted to release violent felons from jail early. We're very concerned about safety in our community. Our beleaguered law enforcement has been beaten down um, in morale and in numbers because of votes that were taken in the legislature. But uh, we now are releasing violent criminals. We're not talking, uh, you know, we're, we want to be very clear. Violent criminals, people like ch child pornographers are, mm -hmm. you know, he's taking a vote. So I think these are substantive conversations that I'd like to have about protecting my community and working. You know, you talk about this, the Green Gas um, uh, Clean Economy Act, as they as they like to call it that has the, the potential and likelihood of costing Virginians $3 billion in their um, in the cost of their energy going forward. And so this is the kind of stuff we really need to have a conversation about. And I hope that legislators are listening and saying, this is important to my constituents. And I hope constituents are listening because you need to elect legislators that are going to listen to you and take the votes that matter. For your safety, for your pocketbook, yeah. um, this is real. This is this is a, a really important way to be measured, yep. and it's what's expected when you're elected. Yep. Um, but I think he's trying to distract. It's a little bit of, um, you know, you are you're you are not interested in these droids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> these are not the droids. That's right, Doctor Javon. Donovan. These are not the bills.
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hear you. I hear you. Dr. Siobhan Donovan is joining us. She's a member of the uh, Virginia State Senate. I'm curious to know, have there been any head-to-head debates uh, between you and uh, your challenger? Thank you so much for asking. There have been. We had one um, with VPN and the Chamber of Commerce, and it's it's available online. You can go kind of uh, see how he has a hard time talking about some of the important issues. But it's interesting. We had another foreign forum coming up a week from Wednesday, but he's suddenly not coming. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with that, but I will be there. And I will be happy to, um, you know, speak with the constituents and the listeners that are there and really have a conversation. It's yeah. called the Richmond First Forum on October 11th. Okay. And um, and so I'll be, you know, I think I think that's a really another really important part of the job is accessibility yeah. and uh, being able to stand on your feet and say, let me tell you why I did that. And let me tell you what that would have done or not have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. always happy to do that with my constituents. Well, I, I will uh, let everyone uh, in on this. Uh, you said you don't agree with the governor on everything. You and I don't agree on on every single right. thing. Right. Don't, I, don't I, agree I, with my husband on everything. Well, yes. that's exactly it. I mean, if you're, if you're looking for 100% agreement from anyone, then I would dare say that you are single. Because the moment you get married, <laughs> you realize... Pick your battles. You figure this one is good. That was that. But 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 what I have found is that you have never ever ever shied away from answering the question. You've never said, "Oh yes, well I'll get back to you," and then you don't get back to us. Uh, you've always been there, front and center, and that's why I'm saying I know uh, Jeremy has, has had great ease in having you uh, arrange your schedule to be on the show, and we're waiting to hear back from your opponent, I, because I'd love to have him on the show. I'd love to have these conversations. I'd love to ask him uh, about some of these votes and some of these bills, and I just personally happen to believe that your constituents, your potential constituents are entitled to that. I agree. And I would say, um, I wish you luck. I'd love to hear him on yeah. and see how he responds as well. But I think this is, I, I think this is the kind of thing he doesn't want to talk about is, are you willing to stand up and be counted even when it's uncomfortable? And that is some, that is a skill set that I have um, very much developed in politics, but it is foundationally based on my parenting of children where I had to do hard things because they were the right thing and on um, being a physician and making hard decisions that were really, really important. And, um, and I think every one of my constituents deserves that level of accountability and honesty. And there's something, it says a great deal about you. I think about my mother and how, you know, she would talk about how you're, you, you know, what you do is a reflection on you. What others do is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such an integral part of character to carefully be respectful of other people, even when you disagree. And this is part of what's wrong with politics today is that people don't have, um, you know, the will the discipline, the, you know, the, the, maybe the knowledge and understanding of the bills, mm-hmm. um, but they also don't have the character to have a debate about issues. They want to just, you know, scatter paint um, everything with hatred and ugliness. And that's, um, that's a sad state of affairs, and it gets us nowhere when we have to find ways to make Virginia better. 
I, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, listen, I, I thank you for being here. If you do run into your opponent at one of these events, by all means, <laughs> tell him to return Jeremy's phone calls because we'd love to uh, roll out the red carpet for him as well. And in the meantime, for folks who are new to you because they've changed your district, of course, you're you're currently my state senator and we cherish you, but, you know, you, you got traded to another district sort of kind of. So, uh, <laughs> For folks who perhaps are are just learning about you or want to learn more, what's the best way for them to do that? DonovanDelivers.com. We've got a lot of information there. You'll see you'll see my level of candor yeah. in looking in the issues tab about how I directly face with a great deal of evidence. Um, you know, I always say trust but verify. You can go to my website and see verification about uh, exactly how I lay out some of these complicated issues because I am honored to serve you and I do it with integrity. I, I absolutely uh, agree with that 100%. I always appreciate you being here. DonovanDelivers.com. DonovanDelivers.com. That is the website for my friend, Dr. Siobhan Donovan, my state senator, Siobhan Donovan. DonovanDelivers.com. 545, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRV. Manamana. Manamana. Jeff Gads, News Radio, WRVA. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Kevin McCarthy is not like the other speakers of the House because he actually just made uh, history. Huge American history. He's the first Speaker of the House ever, ever, ever voted out of office. And uh, there were 11 Republicans who joined with every Democrat to vote him out of office. Now what? Seriously. We, we just learned a couple of moments ago. You can't do anything in the House of Representatives unless there's a Speaker of the House. And if you don't have a Speaker of the House, then, well, you can't do anything except you gavel yourself into session and then you can gavel yourself out of session. But in between the in and the out, you can't do a damn thing. So tell me what we get for that. I mean, it's just bizarre. God almighty, it's weird, weird, weird. Uh there's a there's a lawsuit that I, I just have to address quickly. I, I mentioned it earlier, the atomic wedgie case in Ray atomic wedgie. Uh, a woman was uh, at Disney and apparently was traveling on one of these uh, gigantic water slides. And at the end, if I understand it correctly, you kind of fall off the one and into this big pool of water. And it's a it's a big height and it's a big crash. And well, long story short, the lawsuit alleges that due to the um, uh, physical composition of the female body, uh, she suffered some injuries, some big injuries, including lacerations. And bleeding. Now, it's not a gigantic amount of money. What? What is it, like $50,000, which by lawsuit standards is not really a lot. But you have to wonder how this plays out, because let's think about this. The premise of the lawsuit is that men and women are different. And that maybe as guys were falling off of this one part of the water slide into the big pool of water, 
uh, they wouldn't necessarily suffer the same sorts of injuries as a woman would when she was dropping from one part to the next. They claim that the speed with which the woman was traveling down the water slide, coupled with this, again, just sort of a spitball in here, but, you know, just sort of falling from one piece to the other, uh, caused her bathing suit to travel up in a way that it wouldn't really be possible uh, with a male patron. And because of that, she suffered serious injuries. She actually went to the hospital, and then they transported her to a second hospital. This is not... You know, it's not an imaginary thing, but how does that play out? If the very basic part of this is anatomy, we're now living in a world where anybody can be anything. You you want to be, uh, you're a boy, you want to be a girl, you're a girl, you want to be a boy. Uh, you're a boy, you want to be an octopus, you're, you're a girl, you want to be, uh, I, I, I don't know, a uh, 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 an office desk. Whatever it is, you can be whatever you want. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Well, that's true, but, you know, now there's like an asterisk next to everything. And, uh, well, anyway, I'll keep you updated. This is the case of uh, the Atomic Wedgie and Disney. We'll keep you up to speed on that as we head through the next, uh, well, couple of days. I'll see how that plays out. We've got the thing about Bambi. I'll share that tomorrow. And, then, of course, more unfolding with uh, who the new Speaker of the House is. Maybe that's why John Reed has been up in D.C. for the last couple of days, because John is going to announce tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. He is the new Speaker of the House. All the more reason to tune into John first thing tomorrow at 6 a.m. Hey, great weather Go and enjoy yourself. Yes, maybe John will identify as the Speaker of the House tomorrow. He can be anything he wants. Have a fantastic evening. God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Adios and in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 